TJ Glasser, Sean Levine with you, BetMGM tonight. We're going to talk about the Knicks and the Heat game five upcoming, if the Knicks have any chance of coming back, and then maybe Miami long term. But real quick, some updates on some scores. As we were going to break, we mentioned the Devils up one nothing on the Hurricanes. Jack Hughes with the goal. So Carolina, who I like to win tonight, now a plus 240 after being a plus 150 to win. So you get some nice extra juice there. Also, around the Diamond, Guardians up one nothing on the Tigers right now. Orioles up 3-1 on Tampa. Reds up 3-0 on those struggling Mets. Blue Jays, Phillies, no score. Yankees and Athletics, no score. And we are seven minutes away from the start of Philadelphia and Boston. Sean and I both lay in the 7.5 with the Celtics tonight. Sean, I will ask you, though, sir, Miami and New York. So the Knicks were favored to win the series coming in. They are now big underdogs here as uh, they face a 3-1 deficit right in the face. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites in Game 5, total 209-and-a-half. When Jimmy Butler has been on the floor in this series, Miami is 3-0, and and it's been that simple. I assume I already know the answer to this question, but is there any chance the Knicks can win this series? Is there any chance they can get this series to a Game 7? Let's start there. No and no. The Miami okay. Heat right now are hotter than Farrah Fawcett in a forest fire. I'm not sure why their odds are 18-1 to 1 to win the NBA championship. I'm not sure why there would be a dog in this type of game. And it feels like, as you pointed out to me during the break, I was trying to tell you, well, their coach is so good and been there before. And then you told me, yeah, and they also have the best player in the playoffs, Jimmy Butler. I'm not trying to talk anybody into it. I'm just saying it doesn't look right to me. Miami, if you ask me of any team in the postseason so far to this point, who I've been impressed with the most, and you can even set expectations aside what I thought they were going to be, it has to be the Miami Heat. And if anything, it feels like a team that's that talented. Remember, this is a team that made it all the way to the NBA Finals just a few years ago. I know it was in the bubble and COVID was going on, so nobody's really paying attention that much, but it did happen. So it's not like they've come out of nowhere. If anything, they were a team that was underachieving during the regular season. So not only do I think Miami ends up beating the Knicks in this series, and I don't think it goes any farther than tomorrow night, I think Miami's a live wire against anybody they play the rest of the way. What am I missing here? I know that they came in kind of limp, and I know they came in as an eight seed, but at this point, they're playing better basketball than anybody. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Like, I agree with everything you said. We were talking off air. They have the coach in Spolstra who, again, he never gets his due in the regular season. And then we get to this time of year, and it's like, oh, yeah, he's one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the league. I've been so impressed, Sean. Like, nobody's talking enough about the fact that Tyler Hero's been injured. This is their second-best scorer. And he got hurt in that Bucks series. They haven't missed a beat. Struess has been good. Gabe Vincent's been good. Cody Martin's been real. Caleb Martin's been really good for him. Like, this is what Miami does, man. They just, next man up is such a mantra in sports. But, like, they are the epitome of that. And to your point about the Celtics, like, not only were they in a, the finals a couple years ago. Remember, Miami played Boston in the Easter Conference final last year. And the Heat were a Jimmy Butler three-pointer away from going to the finals. So they know yeah. that they can beat Boston. And I think the fact that they, they're looking at a potential revenge series, that's another thing that works in their favor. So 18-1, to 1, Sean, like you said, I mean, that's – not to mention, right? 
I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, I think this series is over. I think Miami wins game five. Boston and Philadelphia, at worst, is going six, possibly seven. So Miami could have a potential huge rest advantage. I, there's a lot to like with the Heat, Sean. There, there's a lot to like there. I was saying, and if it's Philly, and we're talking about the coaching advantage, honestly, like if we're starting to pick coaches, right? I got this guy, I got that guy, I got this guy. Doc Rivers doesn't get picked until like 15 or 16 at this point. He's kind of middle of the pack. Eric Spolster right. is as good as anybody. I mean, Eric Spolster might be the, the the top pick, or certainly number two or number three. So, yeah, man, I think I think I think we've done it. I think you're talking me into laying down a little bit of money on the Miami Heat. It also feels like, and I hate to say this about the Knicks because. They're a fun team to watch. They made a lot of right moves during the offseason. I think that their future is pretty bright. But it also feels like with some of the comments that they've made, with the way that they've played some of these fourth quarters, you tell me, I see a team that's ready to lay down and go fishing and say, congratulations, Miami. You outdid us, and we might be back next year. feels like, to me, not only are the Heat finally feeling themselves and finally becoming the team that they probably should have been all year, kind of just feels like the Knicks are done, doesn't it? It, uh, did you see Julius Randle's comments at the presser last night? Saying, oh, Not I mean, good. like, Not come good. on, man. I mean, one of your leaders questioning, like, are, are we even trying? Because obviously they just got – that was the Knicks, one of their big advantages coming into this series was you thought they would have a rebounding advantage. They would dominate the heat on the glass with Mitchell Robinson and Randle, but, man, that has just – that has not been the case. So – yeah, I'm with you, man. I, Miami's going to be dangerous in that Eastern Conference final. Boston most likely is going to be on the other side, and they'll be heavily favored. But I think we're talking to ourselves and some value there with the Heat. What about the other series, Sean? 3-1, Golden State, and the Lakers. I think this is fascinating. I was on my show, send it in earlier today, and I said that I would take a flyer on Golden State plus 375 to come back and win the series, not because I necessarily think they will, but just because I think there's too much value there to pass up. They're, they're big favorites in Game 5. They're minus 6.5. They're minus 300 on the money line. If there's a potential Game 7, they're going to be 5.5-point favorites in that game. There's going to be like a minus 275 money line. So really the one game is that Game 6, where they're probably going to be like three three and a half point underdogs, and look, at some point in that game, it could be like last night where Golden State's leaning, leading in the second half. You can get the Lakers at a plus money if you want to hedge off of that. So sometimes in betting, you make bets knowing that there's a chance that, you know, you're not going to win, but the value is just good to pass up. Like we were talking about with that Harden bet momentarily, or even with that Heat bet at 18-1. to 1. Could Miami make it to the NBA Finals? There's a chance they probably don't, but again, at that price... And I'm just thinking with Golden State at plus 375, obviously they're the defending champions. And if there's a team that could do this, that could come back, it feels like it's them. So do you agree that even though necessarily, even if you don't think that the Warriors come back, that at plus 375, do you think there's some value there to take that ticket? Well, I was listening earlier when you said that I almost fell off my futon because I know that you're a trend better like me and you like to look at history yeah. as a good indicator of maybe what's about to happen. And you know that LeBron James in his NBA playoff career has been in this situation, when I say that, up three games to one in a series 17 different times in his career. That is correct. Do you want to guess, you want to guess what his record is in those 17 series when he's up three games to one? 
I'm not the best at math, Sean, but I believe he's 17-0 in those series. That's right. You got that one right. Yeah, you don't need your advocate <laughs> for this one. He's won every single time he's found himself in this situation. And it also feels like, even though Anthony Davis has been, we were talking about like who we would pick is who he's been best in the playoffs. When he's on, he's your number one pick. The problem is, sometimes he's not on. However, LeBron James is still that dude, it looks like. I can't believe that I'm saying this, but even at his old age, it just feels like that duo. I was looking like, dude, they're 21-4 and in their last 25 games, the Los Angeles Lakers. They're literally playing better basketball than anybody else in the NBA, and this isn't just this week or last week. This has been like a month and a half now when they've been fighting really just to find themselves into the postseason. So kind of like we were talking about the Heat, the Lakers got right when they needed to get right. And now that they're here, I hear what you're saying. It's tempting to take the current champions, a team of Steph Curry, if you're going to give me almost 4-1 to one on any type of bet. But I'm telling you this as a friend, don't do it because you're throwing your money away. The Lakers have this series won. It is over. Yeah, no, and I agree. And I thought the Lakers would win at the start of the series, and I still think they're going to win. But, man, it's just like it was the same thing with Phoenix. Like when Phoenix was down 0-2 to Denver, they were plus 340 to win the series. And I'm thinking to myself, I mean, this was a team that was favored to win this series, win the West. I know Chris Paul's hurt now, but it's like there are just certain teams at certain numbers where you're just like, even if it doesn't happen, like that's just a too good of a price to pass up. But again, maybe that's why the price is what it is because they're tempting you into probably taking that, right? They want you to bite, so maybe I'm falling into that trap. What do you make, though, of Game 5, Sean? Because to me, I think this is the perfect game where you sit, you wait, and then you bet the second half, right? We saw the Lakers in the same spot against Memphis. They were up 3-1, game five, back in Memphis. Memphis got up on him at halftime, and then the Lakers just said, forget it, we're going to get you back at home, and that's exactly what they did. Do you think this is another one of those scenarios where the Lakers will come out, they'll see how it's going in the first quarter, they'll see how it's going in the second quarter, say they're trailing by 13 at halftime, the Warriors go on one of their patented third-quarter runs. They're up by 18, 20 points going into the fourth quarter. Like, I just think this is a perfect game where I think the Warriors could be up double digits at half, and then I'm looking to bet Warriors second half, just expecting the Lakers to kind of mail it in, let LeBron, let AD get their rest, knowing that the Warriors obviously have to continue to play their guys because they're trying to stave off elimination. So, again, there's no live number currently, but I think live in-game second-half Warriors is kind of where I'm, I'm leaning in this game. Absolutely. Wait a minute. See how that game gets going. See how the pace is being played. Because from a Warriors perspective, sometimes we say it's a must-win game. But this is an actual must-win game. If they lose, then they're done, right? We're going to have a new NBA champion. In the case of the Lakers, as you point out, if they get down 10 early and then they're down 15 or 18 at halftime – who knows how much we're going to see of AD and who knows how much we're going to see of LeBron and D'Angelo Russell and all those dudes in the second half, knowing that they've still got a home game and they've still got another game after that to go ahead and win this series. So it's an absolute must win for Golden State. It's a, eh, it'd be nice to win type of game if you're the Lakers, which tells me also lay down a lot on those individual props on different Warriors, particularly look at Klay Thompson's number because is there anybody 
in this postseason outside of Anthony Davis that's been hot and cold and hot and cold, and he's coming off of a game, Clay Thompson, where he didn't even put up a bunch of shots. So it feels like he understands his importance to this team. I'm sure Steve Kerr is going to be in his head. Think about it, man. Steph Curry went out there and had a triple-double. Dude almost had a triple-double by halftime, right? He already had the points taken care of. He had seven boards, seven assists, and it has to feel like at some point, it has for a while now for Steph, no matter what I do, I can't get help. So Clay Thompson has to be that dude. He has to go out there and have one of those games where he has 25, 30, 35 points. So I'm with you. Wait, play the live bet, and lay a bunch of your money down on Clay Thompson. So it sounds like from talking with you last segment, you do like Phoenix to pull the upset tonight. I assume you like them to win the series against Denver. So in, in your eyes, in Sean Levine's eyes, it's going to be Phoenix and Los Angeles Western Conference Final. If that's the case, who would you like? Mm. You're right. I do think ultimately it's going to be Phoenix and Los Angeles. And, man, think about all the stars and think about how fun Ooh. that series is going to be. Durant I got to lean Lakers. And I got to, and I'm being dead honest with you. I wasn't even sure like a month ago that the Lakers were going to make the playoffs. And if they did, I didn't think they were going anywhere. So this is, I've taken a complete 180 on this team, but how can you not? The evidence is right there in front of you that LeBron, even though he's 76 years old, is still playing as good a basketball as we've seen. And Anthony Davis, like I said, when he's good, he's great. It feels like this team has figured it out. And you're telling me to put faith into Kevin Durant? And maybe Chris Paul, if he comes back, and Devin Booker. Like, individually, those guys are really good. But ultimately, how many trophies do those guys have total? Let me do some math real quick. Uh, well, in the case of Durant, I don't give him credit really for any of them. So let's just call it zero. This would be his first in my eyes since he ran scared to Golden State and won that title there. So, yeah, man, I think that uh, I think I'd put my money on the Lakers because they've been there and done that before. I completely agree with you. And just like you, the Lakers weren't even on my radar. And even when the playoffs started and people thought, oh, okay. they, Yeah, you know, and I did think there was a chance that they could beat Memphis, right? I thought they could get past that series. But I'm like, they, they, they're not going to the NBA Finals. Like, they're just priced like this because it's the Lakers tax, right? It's just like how Dallas gets priced in the NFL. But the more you watch them, and, and now just the way that the other guys are stepping up, like how Reeves is playing and Russell and Lonnie Walker and Schroeder. And I agree with you. I don't think it really matters whether it's Phoenix or Denver. I think the Lakers are going to the finals. So we'll see what happens. I like Golden State in game five.